Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Monsters podcast brought to you by the Believe Network. You find us on the, the, all your uh, pod, all your Spotify networks, all your podcast networks on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, or on the I, I, I on the Apple uh, Spotify. As we're uh, getting reloaded, we're getting loaded up for another episode of Chicago Bears Believe in Monsters podcast. It is a it's a mixture, uh, mixed emotions episode as the Bears are coming off a loss to the Miami Dolphins, losing 35 to 32, uh, bringing their overall record to three and six for the season. But lots of good, fun things to take away from the loss. So we'll break it down tonight. We'll break down the uh, the Dolphins game. We'll look ahead to our first matchup with the Detroit Lions and uh, just see kind of where we are at as we are in week number 10 of the NFL season. Find us on the Twitter machine at BIM underscore pod. Find our, our friend Chris Krogman at Shy Bears 1985 Find Lucas Berry at Berry underscore 40. And myself, Joe Gaither, at Joe Gaither 6. Chris Krogman, how are you doing tonight, sir? I'm wonderful, Joe. Thank you for asking. How are you this evening? Oh, I'm I'm fantastic. Uh, I, well, you know, we're right here in the middle of the week. I'm I'm okay. I'm 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 above average. I I won't lie to the people. Fantastic is is definitely a stretch. Um, we're we're doing a okay. Lucas, how about yourself? I feel like a million bucks, especially after that Bears game on Sunday. I am so thrilled with the direction of this franchise, and uh, that leads to me being a happy person. So. Let's let's take it from there. I mean, what did you guys think of Sunday? That was crazy. Um, I think <laughs> we talked about this, you know, throughout the the season, and we all had our uh, moments of wavering. But patience and week eight was going to be the kind of barometer for this team and we're there now and it looks great um my biggest takeaways from sunday specifically and really the last three weeks have been just getsy doing things that he said he was going to do utilizing the talent he has around him maximizing Justin's potential, whether that be with his legs or with his arms, arm, arms, whatever, he can stiff arm. Uh, But some of the quarterback designed runs were special. Uh, So um, I'm very, he's been amazing. I'm very excited about this, this coaching staff. Uh, I think we definitely have the right coaches in place the defense is going to be hard to judge based on the talent they have so i don't know if williams is who knows man who knows they were doing great not great they were doing admirable 
earlier in the season. So it sucks. <laughs> I think uh I think the easiest bet of the week was the over. Yeah. I mean, that was that was that was easy. I mean, I mean, is that going to be the easiest bet every week with the Bears now? I mean, their defense uh, is terrible, and their offense is putting up top five offensive numbers, basically, scoring-wise at least. Yeah, I mean, I guess you never know. I mean, I think there's now there's, now there's another layer of uncertainty with, with how they're using fields and also adding in Claypool, so how that uh, materiali- materializes over the – next few weeks is gonna uh uh be the be the difference maker on if a defense can stop them but they're gonna run into a defense that that can slow them down at least and they can't stop anybody so maybe i mean maybe like like say they're gonna play the bills later and depending on josh allen's health that that the bills may break the over by themselves (laughs) there's a lot of great this week the Lions is that, that was interesting this week with the Lions and Packers. Like I thought that was an easy over game, and that didn't break freaking thirty. So Green, Green Bay's broken, man. The Bears have a better offense than the Packers, and that's the first time I could ever say that in my life. I mean, it sucks. It sucks. Are you saying for like on the on the year or in the last three weeks or? It's probably What's pretty this? close to on the year. I don't think the Packers' offense has really done much of anything. So, no, no, and I'd say they probably do, especially at this point. Um, I just thought it was interesting that the, I guess the, I mean the Packers' defense is solid enough to where Green Bay or to where the Lions can get anything going, but the fact that Green Bay couldn't get shit going against the worst defense in the league is is comical. So. Yeah, that's going to be fun uh, playing the Lions next week, but we're not there yet. So, Joe, what, what were your takeaways from Sunday high high level? I, I mean, a lot of the same things that you guys are saying. It, it was great to see the offense uh, stay in rhythm and, and obviously see Justin Fields put his athleticism on display. I mean, my gosh, that 60-yard touchdown run. On what was it third and nine was silly was disgusting, uh, and so he's obviously a superior athlete. He might be a top five athlete, uh, top ten athlete in the league. No, he might be a top five athlete in the whole league. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 and that's absurd. And so um, you have to be able to find a way to use a guy like that to your advantage. And I think that he's got the right mindset. I, I like. I like going out and getting Claypool. I know that, you know, I wasn't like, I wasn't like overly impressed with, uh, with his output in his production on Sunday, but it was nice to have just another guy that you had a little bit of hope in um, at the moment. Obviously you want more from your wide receiver room. I, I, I think where you stand right now, especially post after trade deadline is, is pretty obvious to me what they're going to be using their their assets on uh, given kind of the state of free agency and what you have coming up in the draft. I think you're, you're pretty obviously going to be using your your financial assets on the offensive and defensive line because you still got to remember that this, uh, this offensive line is subpar at best. Outside um, of Tevin, yes. <laughs> yeah, at best as, as a whole. It's it's subpar. Um, so Cody it, was Cody was great. 
Yes, I mean, having a guy from time to time have a great game is good, but as a whole, as a group of five, the the line is subpar. You're going to see improvements on the line. Yeah, agreed. You're going to see the same thing on the defensive line because, wow, the defensive line is not good. Uh, and, and then, so in my opinion, you're, you're going to see all of these these draft picks, uh, these draft considerations get used on a, a wide receiver and then linebacker play. I, I think this game, this past game, showed uh, showed Ryan Poles and and uh, you know and Matt Eberflus exactly what this team is right now because there was a lot of strengths, um, but t- but man, the strengths were strong, but the weaknesses were weak. Yeah, but the main thing I think we can all take away from this is that our strongest strength is finally our quarterback, which something yeah. we can say, and that is just we got the hardest part. Now we can fill in around him because this was the biggest question about Ryan Poles' plan. Will they hurt Fields to the point where he won't develop? Are they just setting him up to fail? Is Poles going to move on? All these questions have basically been answered. This week, I think, was the nail in the coffin. This is Justin Fields' team. This dude is insane. He's finally getting national recognition, which makes us feel good because we're like, we've been supporting this dude this whole time and never wavered on that. Now people are finally taking notice, which is great. But uh, he, he's, he's kind of taking the league by storm. I mean, you know, what he's done the past three weeks is absolutely insane. I mean, he's going to rush for over 1,000 yards this year probably passed between two and 3,000. I mean, he's going to be putting up some massive numbers in, in his second year. And I think people are finally seeing that, you know, maybe he should have been QB1 over Trevor Lawrence and all that. So great to see. Uh, I think we have our franchise in place there. But, Joe, I'm right with you. Um, to your point about Claypool, I mean, I think a lot of what he adds you don't see on the stat sheet. I mean, he, he had one PI play immediately in the game and one that should yeah. have been called at the end of the game. So, I mean – Tack on an extra 50 to 60 yards of penalties alone for that guy or, or should have been penalties for that guy just because he, he's that kind of threat that Fields felt he could trust outfield. So that's what I think his value is going to be. And I think this week versus the Lions, he's going to play you know way more snaps. Um, obviously, we saw ESB let Fields down at the end of the game. But, Joe, I, you know, I'm with you. You got to fix the trenches first. And, I think if you add Mooney Claypool and you add another young receiver and maybe a vet in free agency, that room will be fine. I don't think you need necessarily a room of superstars there right away. The main focus needs to be on Jackson. keeping skills upright and uh, winning some winning some battles in the trenches. Yeah, give me Jackson Smith and Jigba or give me somebody like a Jordan Addison with that 12, 13, 14 pick that, that, that the Bears I, are surely going to get. To and, be honest with you, I this draft is loaded at the top of defense, man. If they could get a, a Brian Brian Breesy from uh, Clemson or one of those Clemson D linemen, mm-hmm. I'd be thrilled with that. Or Jalen Carter, any of them dudes. Um, obviously, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but losing this game, I think, you know, help the Bears immensely get a better draft pick. I mean, down the line, like we said, these games would be nice to win, but at the end of the day, are we winning the Super Bowl? Probably not. So losing these games where the refs change it or we're dropping a pass in the end zone, at the end of the day, it's probably going to give us a top 10 pick. So it is something I guess we could, you know, be thankful for at the end of all this. 
How you feeling, Krogman? Do you care about the draft pick, or would you rather see us win these games? Both. Uh, in the heat of I the hate moment, losing. I'm with you. It, it in the heat of the in the heat of the moment, I want to win the game. But every week, every Sunday, but one o'clock, I, I want to yeah, win. I'll never root to lose, but a game like Sunday is is a lot more uh, palpable, palpable, palatable yeah. than yeah. Uh, than one that where you get blown the fuck out and it looks like there's no hope for anything, right? Um, I think Sunday is the best case scenario for both. Uh, you know, you get your moral victory, I guess you could call it in a way, but you also uh, maintain a relatively low draft pick. The question is, I mean, you got the Lions twice, you got Minnesota at home. Um, you got a lot of winnable games coming up. So what, you know, how, how, low does it really get um i I mean they they could probably beat the packers at home at this point the way the way that team's playing so yeah you got the falcons so lions falcons jets jets are playing good uh packers are probably winnable eagles probably aren't bills probably aren't lions again vikings again so let's say one two three four five more wins puts them at what eight and Nine, yeah, but you're you're assuming you're going to win all the games. You, I mean, they're they're definitely at least eight I, to nine. That, I'm just saying they, they winnable, winnable games. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. think the Eagles are winnable. I'm even I even think like, I think the yeah, Jets. Are, I, I think the Jets is actually a winnable game. I think they could honestly hang with any of these teams just with the way they're like. Miami has that Eagles uh, defense though is sick. I just. It's so, it's so weird though. I feel like any week they could win any of these games if the offense is playing. Like last week, they showed us they could play in a shootout. I mean, Dallas and the Patriots, by statistical measures, are top five, both top five defenses, and they both got kind of rocked by the Bears' offense. So I'm not saying they will, but I'm saying it wouldn't shock me if they hung in that Eagles game or hung in that Bills game just because their offense is producing at such a high clip right now. So, I mean, that could balance out some of, like, if they ended up dropping the Vikings game or dropping the Lions game and they somehow won the Eagles game. So, like like I said, I I don't think they're, at this point, I really don't know if they're going to get a top 10 pick is what I'm saying. Yeah, they'll definitely be on the fringe. It really, it might be decided by close games like this, you know. Right, right. Will they get the call at the end or will they make the play at the end? But They're going to win the next eight games. What are y'all talking about? I don't trust this defense to stop anyone. Yeah, no. I will say that is like my my only slight disappointment about either this week or this year has just been. I personally didn't like the Allen. I didn't like the Allen Williams hire, but yeah, just it doesn't seem like they're do like they're not trying anything too creative to stop these guys. They're playing a basic, uh, you know, very basic defense, and and teams are just crushing them. They're bad. They're bad. Bro. Like they ne- like you never saw Lovey's defenses do anything crazy. Like when they were good, it's because they had the right. talent. I, they, I, you know. I know. I'm just saying from like a defensive minded head coach, I know he's 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 being more of a CEO type, but I would just like to see a little more out of the defense. Cause we saw him at the beginning of the year, like we said, they, they played fine. I I don't know, you know, I just want to see some a little bit of a turnaround. I obviously I know they don't have the pieces, but I do think they should be a little bit better than than what they're showing us. 
do you feel like these guys are, you know, loafing, not, or like flat out missing assignments, not, ta- not, you know, not wrapping up, not tackling, or do you feel like they're just, I think they just lack talent and lack yeah, talent. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's not a whole lot I feel like they could do within the, you know, within the, I mean, unless they're going to completely change the defense, which I just don't see him doing, you know? So, I mean, what do you want? Do you want them to blitz more? They're best blitzing linebackers in Baltimore now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I guess just, yeah, change it up a little bit. See see if you can get something to work, get some stops. I mean, I don't – did they even produce a stop? I mean, the, the Dolphins kind of turned themselves over a few times. Like They had a couple. They had that one on, you know, that like we, we were talking about in chat with three and a half minutes left in the fourth, they forced a punt. Yeah. I mean, uh, Tua missed a pretty makeable throw to 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 uh, yeah that 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 was bad to uh, to keep that drive alive. But I think they might have they might have one two others. Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't pretty. Um, and maybe they do need to alter some things. You know, when they can get to third down, but that's never been this this defensive styles thing. You know, it's never been a a three and out type defense. It's always been bend, but don't break. Wait for them to make a mistake. Blah, 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 blah. The defense force, uh, two, two, two turnover on downs with, uh, let's see with. Yeah. That buddy. If it, with, with a little bit of time left in the third quarter, um, is when the, uh, two, two minutes left in the third quarter. Uh, and then they fi- finished it. Put, they had turned them over on fourth and one uh, with eight minutes left in the game on the Bears 14 backed up. And they forced a punt on the next drive with two, with right at three minutes left in the fourth quarter. So there, so the Dolphins final three drives. And this is where I, I'm a little like, let's not get too happy. The Dolphins final three drives are the defense does get the stop that you're looking for. And the offense produces touchdown, great, a 10-play, 65-yard drive, touchdown, punt, and then turnover on downs. So the offense's last two drives went down three, down three with four, with four and a half minutes left. You have a nine-play drive with a punt. And then down three with, uh, you know, with, with two minutes left, you have a six-play drive and a punt. So – you know, a lot of good things, a lot of good things from the offense, but in a critical situation, in a chance where they finally did get the ball back and a chance to win, unfortunately, uh, they 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 came up short. Man, wet blanket Gaither, Jesus. Yeah, I'm not saying anything about the offense. They they they. I don't know. I've never seen them play in a shootout like this, and that last drive was kind of bullshit. I don't. I hate complaining about calls, but that P- blatant PI was was a bad miss, and obviously the ESB drop was maddening. And the end of the game is always harder. Everybody's hyped up. Everybody's playing the best they can, and they still, I thought, performed fairly well. And we're talking about you know week nine, new new coaching staff, finally getting things going in the right direction, and they. They just didn't. They just didn't hit it. I mean, yeah, we we can't like 
overly celebrate this offense, but to put up 33 points in, in an NFL game is not easy. They're averaging 31 points a game over the last three weeks. Uh, I definitely don't think the offense was a problem in this oh, game. Also, if we want to play the wet, the wet blanket argument, the, uh, the special teams give up a blocked punt for a touchdown, which technically the Bears offense outscored the Dolphins offense. Oh, yeah. You're 33 right. to 29. So uh, if you really want to, if you really want to point to a blame, we could say, hey, special teams fucking blew it too. Um, and lo and behold, lo and behold, the culprit who missed a block was our man, Khalil Herbert, who fucking can't block for shit. And it's the reason he's not going to be the Bears feature back next year. Like the dude as a runner, but his this motherfucker, man, this wavering ass, man, you've been calling for Khalil Herbert to be Aubrey one for like two years. But now you yeah, think he's going to be? I said it's a dude. It's, he's been bad since the preseason and pass pro. He, he can't do it. So you think one miss block on punt coverage it's is not it's not that it's being... it's anytime he's on the field on third down he's always missing blocks in the backfield he's just he's not a three yeah. down back some guys can't do it i don't it's i not gonna stop it off rb1 i guarantee it i mean maybe not but he'll be a two down back and they'll bring in a third down pass catcher he's not going to be an every down back yeah they'll bring in tristan Ebner. great <laughs> He's also one of the best punt coverage guys we have. Herbert, yeah, he's great at getting downfield. He's just not a good blocker. I don't know what it is. He sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Well. He, he is a good special teamer, though. I do agree with that. He's very good at getting down and making the tackles. But uh, at the end of the day here, our Bears competed with, with a pretty strong Dolphins team. Uh, you know, I do got to give some of our... I, I do have to say that, you know, Tua is uh, a man possessed this year. He, he's much better than they give him credit for. But his, his deep ball is absolutely hilarious. But uh, his timing precision, man, is, is definitely something else. I mean, some of those passes are just hard to defend. Did you hear what Eddie Jackson said about his P.I. call with Waddle, the one where Waddle jumped back into him? He said the ref told him he never saw him play the ball. And, like, that's all yeah, his, his, his back was turned. Yeah, his back was turned to the receiver. Oh. Right. Frustrating, man. It was like when the Bears could get a break or needed a break, they didn't get it. Yeah, I don't that, know. That was terrible. I, I don't I, – I, you know, I said it on Sunday. I tweeted on Sunday that both Hill and Waddle – jump back into defensive backs almost unnecessarily at times. You know, I thought Hill did it in the end zone on that first one. And the, I think the most like right before the most touchdown and then Waddle did it. And I thought, like, I honestly thought Waddle had a way better chance at the ball. If he had just played for the catch instead of stopping and jumping back into the, into the defender. It's stuck. I, I, that is James Harden NBA type play, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah, it, it, is. it makes me, it makes me unhappy that the NFL allows this type of football. You know, they say that defenders are allowed to play the ball, and it's, it's, it's basically cheap. You know, you get you run by a guy a little bit, like 
I, I think I saw a couple of opportunities where the Bears have would have been able to do that if they just you know stopped and jumped back into the receipt. Like I think uh, like last week, Komet could have done it to somebody, or ESB could have done it on that end zone shot where it was offsides. Like, I, like are we coaching this now? This is it's it's gross, dude. It makes me sick, especially with little dudes like Waddle and Hill, like little mosquitoes just jumping on your back and getting a PI call. It's it's, it's very, very frustrating. So, little mosquitoes, Joe. Chris Griffin, let's uh, let's I'll take a second to give give your boy a little bit of a gold star. Cole Komet, two touchdown receptions. Two gold stars. We're only three away, Joe. And we got eight weeks left. We're gonna get there. What's the? Uh, we're gonna get to what? Six? Was that what? what, what six what, touchdowns. Yeah. How we're many yards does he need? We're not going to get to 60 catches or six, 60, 600, yard, 600 yards on the year. But we can get the six touchdowns, and I think that's more important. It balances out all the previous years where he, he only caught he one. Has, he has three already, right? He has three? Yeah. yeah, he caught one last week and two this week. I mean, they're starting to slowly get him on some more routes, especially near the end zone, which is nice. Get him some, like, I wouldn't say easy, but just, like, easier pitch and catch type touchdowns. That guitar fake. And, and touchdown is so so good, ridiculous, ridiculous, and like the defensive end even recognized it, and still got ran away from, you know. Uh, but Komet just did, bullied dudes later in the game. Just ran people. Did they? Over. Did they have Cole Komet do a QB sneak at one point? Yeah. yeah. They did, right? I'm not just yeah. imagining that. No, no, it's a, apparently a, a Kelsey and Andrews thing have been have right. done a couple times. Have you guys ever tried to take a snap though? It's actually like way harder than you think if you've never done it before. I've snapped it's a lot of weird. I've I've snapped it in practice before, but I've never been on the other side. I, I remember one time when I played, I was asked to help warm up the center because the quarterback was like getting dressed or something, and I tried to take snaps and I fumbled literally every single one. It's like impossible to fucking do. <laughs> it's funny. So time. like when I was, you know, when I was first asked to try center, they're like, all right, this is what, you know, this is what's going to happen up underneath you. Cause you got to kind of be prepared for this. Cause you know, you, you got a, a fairly grown man sticking his hands up your, up on your taint. And he said, like the quarterback's going to basically push up on you as you're snapping it. Cause that's like your natural motion anyway. So his hands are going to go up with your butt because your butt's going to go up in, in your natural blocking motion anyway. So like, I don't know if they told you to do that, Lucas, but I'm guessing if you don't move your hands up the, up the butt with, with the ball, you're probably going to drop everything. No, I didn't do that. And that's probably why I did it. But I'm just saying yeah. taking snaps is fucking hard if you're not used to it. But uh, yeah. man, Luke gets, I, I just, I'm impressed with Luke Getzy, man. Some of these, even just like the read option and a lot of these like option plays just have so much nuance to them with the motions. Like you don't know where the ball's going. Like the play where Komet just took the fucking end around because they were faking everything else. It's just awesome. Awesome design. There's so much nuance to everything he's doing and he's just, he's getting so much out of less. It's, it's very impressive to me. I, I, in my wildest dreams, I couldn't have thought Luke gets, he was going to be this good for the bears. And I'll give Matt Eberflus credit too. He's, you know, he's he's the ringleader and all this. And I'll give him credit. I definitely think he's involved in helping Getsy get some of these new ideas out. So Lucas, you just bagged on Khalil Herbert's blocking, but I was watching uh, 
QB school with JTO Sullivan, and he called out this play. It was in the second quarter. It was a design QB run. And uh, essentially, the concept is like a wide zone, right? So it's a wide zone left. And then, you know, Fields has the option to cut it back. So they don't block the defensive end on the backside, except with Herbert. And Herbert goes and he blocks that dude. And it's not like a world beater block or he doesn't knock him on his ass, but like the design of the play and Herbert's block enough was, was ridiculous. I think it turned into like, I can't remember how long the run was. It was at least eight to 10 yards, but fields, you know, starts hard left and everybody tries to get wide with him. And he just breaks it back off the, off of the right guard, essentially off of Tev. And, and he's right up field and, and Reef is there with him blocking like a cornerback or a safety because Herbert took that defensive end and like chipped him out. It was just an amazing design. Uh, I thought it was really smart and I can't wait to see how, uh, I don't know if you guys watched um, the game last night, but there was a play kind of similar where Lamar just took off hard right, like trying to get outside and, then he and threw, it. threw it. And he was, the guy was wide open. Isaiah likely was wide freaking open. So, I can't wait to see that type of stuff, you know, triple option or freaking quad option where fields is faking to a fullback. He has the option to pitch it out to somebody or throw it downfield and defenses are just gonna be like, just, just, just go ahead and do, do your thing, bro. Well, I, I, we don't know what to do with you. Some, something I noticed when I was watching this game is, is just like what blows my mind is that, you know, people say all this and that about, you know, fields can't throw and he's a running back or whatever. And all the people who don't watch the bears will say that cause they just look at the stats, but it's like you watch the game. And I, I saw the dolphins have literally, you know, four guys pass rushing in the backfield, driving our lineman back and a QB spy and fields is just able to maneuver around the guys in the pass rush and outrun the spy. And it's just like, Defenses are in such a bind because if they pass rush too aggressive, he's just going to outrun you and, and make your spy look silly. Or once the Bears finally get blocking in a pass game, they're taking one less guy out of your uh, coverages and you're basically forced to run zone the whole time, which obviously team you know you can scheme up to beat. So just seeing this development of the offense already is just so incredible to me. And I just know when the bears are able to take that next step, it's going to be almost impossible to defend because even with the spy and teams with a good pass rush fields is just able to avoid them first guys and, and basically nullify that. So unless you're either going to be less aggressive and just have perfect gap integrity on every play, then you're just going to let them, you know, step back there and throw, or if you're going to be aggressive He's just going to go upfield and, and outrun you. And I feel like the Dolphins were giving him them lanes all game because they were being so aggressive coming upfield. Um, we're already just seeing the, you know, the, the kind of binds defenses are put in with this style of offense. Be aggressive. Be, be aggressive. It's going to be really fun to see the, the offense uh, w- w- with the weapons that a lot of people are uh, actually proud of. I mean, I think us as Bears fans have been kind of proud of the way that we've used uh, some of these second-rate offensive weapons. But let's be honest, and we are being honest when we when, when we look at, in the mirror and say we have been operating with mostly second-rate weapons on the offensive side of the football. I'm going to be really excited to see how Ryan Poles uses his assets in the offseason to uh, take our weapons from second-rate to first-rate and r- really uh, provide. Justin Fields with a lot of uh, just, just just with a lot of different different options and ways 
to to attack defenses. Yeah, hundred percent. I I'm very excited to see how he deploys the massive amount of cap space. The what's he got like eight picks right now or something um, after the after the Claypool trade. Uh, still got the two fourths, the two fifths. Trogman, are you gonna go try out? You gonna go run go, some routes? Go try out. Go run some routes. Yeah, yeah. Justin Fields, he needs you. We we need you. The only route I'm running is a paper route to deliver the Chicago Tribune to every doorstep in 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 Chicago to tell them how great Justin Fields is. Yeah. I can't run a route. I couldn't run a route in high school, bro. Like the the my my speed is all within the first ten yards, and then 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 it's over. Yeah. I got that burst. I don't have that long speed though. Something my brother always roasts me about to this day is that one day when I was in high school, we had to go to the like the elementary schools to read uh, stories to the kids, and my brother was like, in the class. No, 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 I I could read, but at the end they asked me a question, and they were just like, "Oh, what's your favorite route?" Not I was a fullback. I was just like. A fly route. <laughs> I don't know why my brother fucking roasts me for that to this day. It's just like hilarious. Like it's not even a route. It's just running in a straight line. And I told some second grader that that was my favorite route in the whole game. Post flag. Nope. Man, they nope. call him fly so route, many, Chris. Fly. They know they they call him so many different things on all these. Well, now it's a nine. Team. QB videos. Well, if you're in a number system, it is, but it's not always a, a nine route. So yeah, they call them so many different things. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, I've learned a lot about offensive concepts this year. Just watching these those videos, dude. They're these, so helpful. these yeah, they're, these fields videos and these breakdowns and <clears throat> it's funny because like some of these guys do talk like you know what the hell they're talking about. Like or that you've watched so many of their videos that like oh yeah you, you know you've been here since day one you know what a you know what a fucking flood concept is or whatever and I actually do know what that is but it's the only thing I can actually say because I know what it is but uh, yeah no I I don't know JTO Sullivan or I I don't know what's that what's our other boy's name that I, I can't I couldn't find his videos today but... Tim Jenkins Tim Jenkins thank you thank you I thought it started with an R I'm looking for like Ryan or Ron. Or... <laughs> Fuck's this dude's name? Ron anyway, Burgundy. Ron Jenkins. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, San good. Diego. Uh, so yeah, I polls using his assets should be interesting. Joe, let me ask you this. You know they have a. a whatever number pick doesn't really matter you have you know the options you went through free agency you signed a guard maybe like a right tackle you your options are keep uh jones a left tackle draft like skaronsky or whatever the fuck the other dude's name is or take like a, a an offensive defensive player elsewhere like a defensive lineman or a or wide receiver, which way are you going with that first pick? I think I'm going to go uh, with a defensive lineman and or uh, or or wide receiver, a pass catcher. Yeah, I think our you like uh, you like this. So, I think our defensive line is so bad right now; they're awful. Uh, and I think our average linebackers look even worse in front of playing behind a bad offensive front. 
Um, um, and you get a you get a, a defensive lineman in there um, that that can hold his own and open up some lanes for linebackers. I think that would be tremendous for for this defense to to, to help them take a step forward. And then you know a, a wide receiver just speaks for itself. If, you, if you're sitting there with that top end pick. And you got, you know, where are you going to end up with seven wins, with six wins? You're going to end up with nine, pick eight through 14, somewhere in there, eight through 16. Uh, and so with that pick, you're probably going to use it on a defensive lineman or, or one of those better wide receivers. And I'd be thrilled with that. I mean, I just, like, I don't see Anderson or Carter getting out of the top five. No, yeah. Oh, but th- this this year is a good year for for second tier and third tier D linemen and edge rushers. I think, like I said, Clemson has two of them on their D line. Miles Murphy and Brian Breesy are both beasts. Yeah. Or so, you could, if if you're in the top ten, you could also possibly trade back for one of those, probably the third or fourth quarterback off the board. Which in this year's draft is probably four or five first rounders again. So, so it's not a bad possibility. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm. You probably get what the Giants got, right? For what we got for Fields, you probably get a first rounder. You move back, and then you probably get a first rounder next year, and maybe something else. Presumably, right? We gave up. Was it another round? Was another pick that year? I can't remember. I think so, but it would really depend how far you're moving back. Like, if we move back ten spaces, you'd probably get a haul for that. I mean, you'd get at least a first, and probably another day two pick. You probably have to take that, right? You would do that. I mean, it really would depend on how far back we're moving, how many players I still had on my big board in that in that tier or whatever. You know, same same old fucking talk. You know, uh, I feel like that's going to be Pulse's mo. Though he's probably just going to try and accumulate a lot of picks right away. So I don't know if it'll be right away. All his pick accumulation came on what day three. So. Dane Brugler came out with his midseason top 50, and Anderson and Carter top are one, two, followed by Bryce Young, and then Miles Murphy's four. Uh, the attack, the uh, Fashani tackle from, the, from Penn State's five. Ringo from Georgia, the cornerback is six. Garonsky, seven. Bajan Robinson, running back Texas, is eight. And then your boy Breesey is nine. Stroud, 10. Uh, O tackle Paris Johnson from Ohio State is 11. Tyrese Wilson, Texas Tech Edge. This guy's interesting to me. With the, he's six six two seven. He's huge. Thirty six inch arms. That dude's a monster. Uh, Forty one QB pressures. Uh, and That's then the, thing. the first the first wide receiver he has listed, which I think a lot of I think Hogan Johns have talked about this. Obviously, Johns is an athletic writer, so he brings up Brugler a lot. But that the wide receiver, correct? No, nah, it's not Addison. It, well, it's it's one, two, seventeen, eighteen, or Quentin Johnston from CCU and Jordan Addison. <clears throat> um, but yeah, he's Brugler has said this isn't the greatest wide receiver class at the top end, and that there isn't like a clear cut top ten wide receiver, top ten pick wide receiver. And that you know that's that's definitely why the Bears went out and got Claypool too. I mean they mm-hmm. you know they they're looking forward to this as well. So well, Paul even said be, free agency was was one of the reasons that he 
Yeah, that the yeah. wide receiver free agency class was weak. So that's, uh, that's why I'm thinking trade trade back is probably a solid option for the Bears, unless they want to go with one of those top tier tackles and or D linemen. But I I don't know if they would sit there and take a wide receiver that early. I agree. Yeah, the, the other thing, Joe, about Jackson Smith is that you know. Brugler uh, basically said he wasn't a lock for the first round. You know, ultimately he'll probably go in the first round, but it's definitely a, a guy you could probably trade back for into the into the early twenties and, and probably nab somewhere in that territory. 20, he's got him twenty sixth, and that's yeah. it for wide receivers. Um, so that's that's interesting. I mean, if the Bears are to trade back, they could get a guy like that. There's three basically top tier tackles. And a lot of uh, kind of talent up front. There's no possible way you could see the Bears drafting another corner, right? Like if they went Ringo and just said "fuck it." I mean, what if? I mean, like the only way I could see that is if somehow, like, was like Philadelphia and Jacksonville both have two firsts? If they got both of those somehow, I could see them burning on a corner. But I, I don't, I don't see them doing that. No. I don't say I'm not saying they won't take a corner in this draft because I don't know if Vildor is it, but he's definitely hideable with a better pass rush. I'll say that for sure. A better pass rush is going to cover a lot of the deficiencies on the back end, which there aren't a ton to be honest. But yeah, they have to play so much off coverage to just to not get smoked, and then there, there's not a pass rush to to get there on time. Man, Miles Murphy is interesting to me. Uh, you know, you named him as Brugler's top four or five prospect. He's a he's a great edge rusher, and with the kind of with the two top guys, Carter and Anderson, presumably being off the board, and then a run on quarterbacks, the Bears might be in a position where they can take him, where he might be, you know, the second or third best player on the board, but other players get taken in front of him because of position versatility. So. A guy like well, that falling down to the Bears would kind of be like a, a really good case scenario. And this is just Brugler's thing. And Bru- I, I mean, Brugler's been good for a long time. It's not, you know, not just since the athletic. I mean, I've been following Dane Brugler since, you know, he was an independent essentially. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, there's there's guys at the bottom, you know, that are, that are edge rushers, Nolan Smith and Luke Van Ness, that could end up pushing themselves up. You know, as the as the process yeah, there, goes, there's so much that can happen. I mean, it's it's a little bit too early to. Uh, it's fun to think about right now, but it's definitely too early because we're basically only halfway through the season. So, I mean, my pick is my pick is is pretty obvious. I mean, they need to add one more Golden Dome or tight end, right, Joe? <laughs> Get Michael Mayer. Just hey, man, if they're it. if they're going full Ravens. Wouldn't be a terrible idea. I mean, whether it's a receiver or a tight end, they just need to add another threat that can kind of step up and be their one. If they believe Michael Myers can do that, add him. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's talk, let's, let's talk about these Lions. Uh, We're going to so smoke them. Per odds checker, uh FanDuel has the Lions at plus three. Caesars has the Bears at minus three. Um DraftKings has the money line for the Lions at plus 130, Bears minus 150. Uh consensus over under Lucas. What do you have you looked yet? What do you think it is? 48. 
It's 48 and a half. So, yeah. Uh, Bears might put that up on their own if this continues. <laughs> I think they're going to smoke the fucking lines, dude. I could, Joe, I'm really surprised at your comments about Claypool. Like, Week like week one, not like you weren't impressed with his contributions. Like he caught a he couple of like thirty percent of the snaps. Yeah, he only played thirty percent of the snaps. Drew some PIs on some deep balls. I mean, like, what'd you expect? I mean, I I I did I wasn't like completely underwhelmed, but I wasn't like, oh wow, this is a guy we're gonna use going forward. I, he he kind of. You know, first week it landed in that uh, all right category for me. He's going to score a touchdown this week. You're probably you're probably right. You're if probably I were right. you, I would take your money and put it on Fanduel and put it on a Claypool touchdown. How do you think he's? How do you think he scores it? I think he scores it on a like a jet sweep. That's a good prediction. I'm just going to say just a regular jump ball in the corner of the end zone. They're going to they're going to design a play for him. They're going to force him the ball. To get him his first TD as a bear, it's not his thing. Maybe like balls. a, maybe like a twenty two yard pet. It's gonna happen. He, he's, he's just gonna wide. beat the guy off the line. He's gonna be wide open in the corner. Well, he's not gonna hide one of that. It's just gonna be like a drop into his belly because he's not a he's the belly yep. catcher. That's what I'm saying. Right in the okay. corner of the end zone, twenty two oh, yards yeah. out. <laughs> Is this your lead pipe lock of the week, Lucas? So I can fade this right now. Babe. Nah. No, I mean, I, I, I didn't do that to the offense, but it wasn't anything like, oh, wow, we got Chase Claypool. The offense is really different now. It's like, no, here's another you, guy. You didn't, you didn't even think that on his two PIs, two, two should have been PI calls. I mean, that one at the end of the game was huge, dude. They would have had the ball to 20 with 35 seconds left, and none of their other receivers would have got that. There's yeah. not a wide receiver that changes teams midseason that makes the kind of impact you're talking about, Joe. Sure, exactly. And so that's probably where my expectations were maybe a little out of, out of sorts, but I thought, you know, I thought, okay, this is just another guy. Obviously, I think he's probably the, the, the second best wide receiver on the team behind Moody now. Um, but and he's a wide receiver three on most teams. He yeah. did he did more than I thought he would. That's yeah, my, we'll that's my take. We'll just see. I'm happy. We'll just see. It's not gonna be out here, you know, retiring his jersey after the first week. No, but I think you already have him. his jersey. It just has a different fucking name on the back. <laughs> did did you see him, his first Bears autograph with someone that just taped over a Mitch jersey and put Claypool in the back with the uh, duck tape? <laughs> I love it. I love it. And then he, po- he and, and then he posted that it was it's pretty funny. He posted it like on his Twitter. Clay, on his, Clay, his Claypool did, yeah, yeah. So you know, I know I'm super behind the times, and I'm the old man here, right? So, uh, but yeah, uh, I finally like have started getting into TikTok. I, I know I I'm way behind, but that shit's fucking hilarious. And uh, one of my favorite things I found is uh, this kid that asks his dad questions. And he's like, have you ever wondered what a Gen, S- Gen X thinks? Welcome to Gen X Talks. And dad. And he starts asking him all kinds of questions. Uh, that's how I feel with you two. Aww. Krogman. Krogman, what was the last Bears jersey that you, that you bought? Was it Gale Sayers? <laughs> I 
It was Jared Allen. So, no. I think the last. So, my wife and I ordered 10 jerseys from China. Um, 200 bucks They're, total. Mitch jerseys in different shades. No, no. I almost did that. Like when we drafted Fields, I almost did that. I almost bought every Fields jersey, but like I just kept. It just it hasn't happened yet. But so I got Singletary, Butkus, um, Devin Singletary jersey. <laughs> go jump off a of fucking go jump off your your second hey, story. Why you was? God, you're fucking. You're the worst. You're the worst. That's your boy, dude. You love him. That's that is Raul's boy, dude. I traded his ass for Kyle Pitts, as it were, in the league we're in. So I don't think that you should be running your mouth. Was Sid Luckman on your fantasy football team? <laughs> he was. He was. <laughs> that was Kroger's number one pick every year. That's why I'm fucking laughing, dude. <laughs> Dude, let me just tell you, this guy has dual threat ability. He went through seven touchdowns in a game. He's like five foot four. You're not wrong. I mean, none of this is wrong. Look, we had to use abacuses to keep track of our fucking scores, but it worked. All right. All right, go ahead. You got. You got. You know what an abacus is? You fucking just shit. keep going. I don't remember Mike Singletary and and uh, Devin Singletary. Yeah. Tell us about Papa Bear's deep deep seated history with racism. I uh, I knew him. What? He lo- I knew he I knew him before he lost his hair. You guys are going off the deep end. Joe is. Yeah, what are you talking about, dude? Is that a real thing? Of course. I, this is a this is this is a story for after the show. Just look Was up he a racist guy. bitch? Uh, kinda. All right, you need to tell me about this later. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh well. It's our beloved owner. George Former McCaskey owner. is our beloved owner. Virginia. She she's alive and well, right? Uh, allegedly. She was sick. She's still sick. She I'll take sick. care of her. I'll, I'll, I'll take care of you, Virginia. Whatever I'll you look, need. I look, you think Virginia's smoking hot? <laughs> oh, God, yes. The hottest. But would you knock her wig off? <laughs> I can knock the cobwebs off that. All right. We're going off the deep end again. Uh, the Lions. We're going to beat the Lions. We live we're we're going to kill the We're going to kill the Lions, dude. I just. Krugman, what are you predicting? We're going to beat the Four. fuck out of these Jared dudes. Goff and his bitch ass. This is this is the field's breakout passing game, too. This is the game where he throws for like 290 yards. At That's home. Happening. We're going to fuck the Lions up, dude. Hundred percent, man. This make you guys fucking make me nervous. When Luke starts getting this excited, I'm I'm freaking out now. I'm sorry. I'm gonna the take, line, the, pl- no, I'm gonna no. take the pl- I'm gonna take the plus three for the Lions and the under now because Lucas is having a fucking. That's how it works, man. Whenever you think something's going right there, 
Exactly. Exactly. Just like that Washington game. Oh, we're gonna beat the shit out of them commanders, bro. <laughs> we we did this. This is my lead pipe lock of the week, the year. Bet your house on this shit, bitches. The Bears missed out on 28 points in the first half in that game. So well, that's because Justin Fields couldn't pass. He was a he running sucked. back that day, even though they didn't run him at all. <laughs> Idiots. Well, that, that's that's what smack look gets you in the head, dude. Amen, brother. So let, let, let's talk about that just real quick. Because we, we said that after that mini buy, what's it going to look like? And they were prepared as fuck to play the Patriots, right? They beat the shit out of them. And then you had a turnaround to play Dallas on a short week, and they were prepared, and they lost, but played Dallas pretty damn well. You know, I mean, they gave up a shit ton of yards, obviously, but Sloquan couldn't tackle Pollard to save his life. Um, but yeah, this team is prepared, uh, is, is the point. And uh, yeah, Getsy, wake up call, big time. Uh, predictions. So, Bears. 100. Just feeling it too. Bears 36. Pussy. Ooh, yeah, that's low. Lion, no, it's not. Lions. <laughs> Lions. Three. Three. 20, 20. Three. Now, dude, our defense sucks, dude. Our defense Jesus. sucks. Then the Lions, Jared Goff is going to put up more than 24 points, you idiot. No, no. Jared <laughs> Goff's going to be throwing, throwing pick sixes to Quan Brisker all day long. It's going to be golfing. Who are you calling idiot here? Me? Our defense sucks and that Jared Goff is going to put up more than 24 points. It doesn't matter if the defense sucks. Goff still sucks too. It's going to be Bears 52. Joe, Joe, look at Chris Chris right now. time, dude. Do you have to poop again, Lucas? Are you going like one of those? He looks like Coach Krogman over there. Coach Krogman. He's got the hat. He's got the headset. He's got the banner. I just need the microphone to drop in front of me. You need to break down what the Lions front seven are doing and break. Krugman, my mic is right here. I have to rock to to talk. Aiden Aiden Hutchinson Hutchinson with his first career pick of Aaron Rodgers in the red zone. Aaron Aiden Hutchinson with his gorgeous sisters. Sister, that other one's too young for you to be calling gorgeous. I think. Oh yeah, well, I want to make sure on that sister. I'm pretty sure she looked. She looked. She looked like a baby. Oh, I meant the adult. Yeah, I, well, you said sisters. I only saw two on on whatever the camp show is. You're right. You're right. Hard right. hard knocks. Um, knock on wood. All right, so. What what do you guys think if you think my prediction is so stupid? It's gonna be bear it's that's a good prediction. That's a good prediction. It's gonna be Bears 48 and Lions 17. Get out of here. So dumb, dude. You're you're not actually predicting 48 points. You don't believe that. Why not? Because it's not Mitch Trubisky throwing six touchdowns in Tampa. <laughs> the Lions. Fuck the Lions. Yeah, I'm fuck the Lions too. But like, they, what if the, what if like they end up putting Simeon in because we're up like thirty one to nothing at, at at going into the fourth. You're right. All right, so I'll go. You went thirty six. Yeah. Damn. I'll go thirty eight. We're gonna get a safety <laughs> in there. <laughs> 
<laughs> you wanted to go 36, but you're like, ah, 38. I think Cairo Santos kicks this plethora of field goals. Cairo Santos. Uh, 30, yeah, 38, yeah, give me 38, 17. Who's Panero kicking for now? He missed a The Panthers. Goal. Yeah, that game winner the other week. Fucking schlub. 34, 24 Bears. You almost have the exact same score I do. Well, I don't, so... <laughs> <laughs> when the Bears score in the 40s, y'all just remember you heard that. Well, I don't, so. <laughs> I really wanted to take him in the 40s, but Krogman told me not to, so I, I, went, I went with father's instructions. You know, Coach you Krogman. Say, they Touch say respect your well. elders. Coach Touch Chris. You well. Touch you well. Touch your boys well. Father my job, my job as your father. Raise your right. this, How many yards does Fields have passing this game? 531. 206. 206? I don't I'm think he's going to have to do it. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Two, 260. 248. 260 and two touchdowns. 248 and 50 touchdowns. I, he can go 206 and throw four touchdowns. Oh yeah, one twenty three. Yeah, one twenty. Was it one twenty three? Yeah, it was one twenty three. God, dude, on eighteen completions too. <clears throat> wow. Screw you, Dolphins. All right, Chase Claypool was catching too many flat routes. SU Dolphin and Whale. I still don't understand not using Monty in the passing game more. <clears throat> Question. You wanna just make him a third down back then, dude. Make fucking Herbert the de facto RB1 and put Montgomery in there on third down, and then you can do literally anything. You can still run the ball. He's a he's way better at getting those short yardage first downs. I want I don't trust Herbert to get short yardage first downs. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> he can pass block better per uh Mike Allstott over there, and he can catch better and run better pass routes. So Lucas, well, Mike Allstott is correct. knows this is a great idea. What so if the Bears brought back Mike Allstott? No. Wow. No, he, he's in his, like, 50s. <laughs> so, so what? He can still do it. He, he can, can still block better than Herbert. That's not true. Yes, it is true. It's just yeah, not true. It's, no, it's not. Facts. It's facts, dude. It's not facts. You are you are out of <laughs> your fucking mind. trash. <laughs> Purdue is trash. Yes, they are. You're crossing the line now. Get out of here. You're not even a real fucking <laughs> Boilermaker fan. Do you even know what a Come Boilermaker on. is? Yeah, dude. It's a guy who makes boilers. No, it's a it's a beer top with a little bit of vodka. Shot. Joe, what is a crimson tide, dude? It's an elephant. That is a funny ass commercial though. That Baker, have you seen that one? <laughs> it's three Alabama. The yeah, is in the room. Yeah, no, literally, it's the, the elephant. He's he's in the room. <laughs> no, Joe, seriously, what is it? Crimson Tide. <clears throat> it's what your girl gets every month, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a, a, the Crimson Tide originated from an, a journalist. <laughs> 
riding the Alabama players. We were wearing crimson stockings, red stockings, and it was raining. <laughs> Overflow overtook the field like a crimson tide. And that's why were they wearing red stockings? Because they were it was their uniform. It was like nineteen hundred. That was the name for socks back then, Luke. Yeah, big long socks. Kind of like, kind of like what, kind of what your grandpappy hangs on the fireplace for Christmas. Shouldn't they be called the Red Sox then? They, they That's do. not artistic enough. Did you not yeah. hear he was a writer? He has to be fufu and and and, and wordsy and, and sound right. cool. All right, S- sing the song, fufu. <laughs> not the Bama song. No, the Crimson Tide song. Yay, Alabama, Crimson Tide. Every Bama man's behind you, hit your stride. Go teach your bulldogs to behave. Send the yellow jackets to a watery grave. And if a man starts the weekend, that's a shame. For Bama's plucking grit has written her name in Crimson Flame. Fight on, fight on, fight on, men. Remember the Rose Bowl will win. Hey, roll on to victory. Crimson this can't be the real song. This cannot be their fight song. Tide, roll Tide, roll Tide. That can't be their real fight song. What, That's why when they sing every time they score. Yeah. Because that was terrible. Well, it was written by Fufu. I absolutely cannot stand <laughs> Wisconsin and they're on Wisconsin bullshit. And that was really the Tides fight song? All right. Well, sing the Bear oh, Down song. It's much better. Bear Down, Chicago Bears. Every play clear the way to victory. Bear victory. Down, Chicago Bears. Put up a fight with the might so fearlessly. Well, fearlessly. Fill the nation with nation. your formation. Bear down, nation. Chicago Bears, and let them know why you're wearing the crown. You're the pride and joy of Illinois, Chicago Bears. Bear, Bear down. down. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.